plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to our Power Hour. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network and brought to the airways under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I am glad you are here with me, and I'm hoping that all communications go well today because, as probably most of you know, Mercury is in retrograde. It's not something that I even know about, but Mercury is the planet that rules communication and commerce. And I must say, the last few days, Everything in my world has been upside down. I can't get through to to a telephone company, and that's communication. <laughs> um, the lines keep breaking up. My banks have messed up um, a, a lot of different, not only deposits, but I've been charged extras on credit cards that and it's all mistakes, and they keep telling me, oh, it's going to take a few days, and they keep transferring me to somebody else, and I just, this whole week has been like that, and so I looked it up, and yes, Mercury is in retrograde, so if you are going through this as well, uh, just know, hang in there, (laughs) we will, we will get through this, Um, but it just seems that you got to really be on top of stuff right now, so make sure you are checking you know, your finances, checking your bank statements, uh, if you're getting any emails or online things saying, you know, that uh, somebody's trying to uh, take funds or deposit something or whatever, um, definitely follow up because it could just be something is wrong, which is what is in my case. I just was getting charged double and triple for the same charge. And of course, when I talk to anybody, they go, I have no idea how this is happening. So I'm just assuming it's Mercury and retrograde. Well, the miracle moment is um, brought to you by Be The Star You Are. And we are excited because we will be at the Pear Festival this, uh, not this Saturday, but the following on the 24th. And so um, we hope that you might be able to join us. It you can visit bethestarur.org. We want to thank La Mirinda Weekly as well as MB, uh, J, MB Jesse Painting. So mbjessepainting.com and lamarindaweekly.com for sponsoring. And we have so many fun things. I'll probably talk about it next week of what our teens are planning. This is from Juvenile. Never does nature say one thing and wisdom another. And that brings me to the next little topic I want to say is just as we're planning, uh, you know, here in California, we're trying to prevent forest fires. And the last uh, for 12 days, we had 
everywhere in California was anywhere from 105 to 125 degrees, which is not standard unless you're in Death Valley. And it was just so hot. You could hardly, hardly breathe. And now it's cold. <laughs> now, now it's overcast and it's in the 50s. And in Southern California, they had flash flooding and torrential rains after 119 degree temperatures. So who knows? Nature is saying one thing. Wisdom is saying another. It is happening. So what is our show about today? That's what you are tuning in for, and probably not to hear me ramble about what's going on. I just have to laugh about all the things that are going wrong. So in uh, segment two, we are going to talk about uh, the hot weather and your garden, because that is important, and I'm sure it's probably going to get hot again. Uh, Well, in segment three, we're going to do two things. We're going to do a little bit about home maintenance because it's a constant. If you let things go, costly repairs could be the result. And there are some responsibilities that we need to keep on top of, as well as payment to uh, payment safety. Uh, I mean, peer to peer payments, um, which I could P to P safety, because you can transfer money to somebody from your bank account, your debit card or your credit card. You can use a website or a mobile app like Zelle or Cash App or PayPal or Venmo. Um, And you can also include your financial institutions apps, you know, whatever, whatever those are. But while they are popular and convenient, we have to understand the risks because that can help you avoid becoming a victim of scams and fraud. So tips on P2P payments uh, to help you keep safe. That is all coming up in segment three. But right now, um, I want to bring to the forefront, you know, slave labor, forced labor in America, a shocking 400,000 people in America are enslaved. And because they are poor, or they're immigrants, they are forced to work for no pay. And some are sex slaves, but the majority could be domestics or farm laborers or health and beauty providers, service workers, Now, slavery is illegal around the world, yet it is prevalent. So what can be done about it? And this is something I think that we really all need to know. Um, There there are so many cases that have been involved with especially domestics, people who are, you know, cleaning houses or cooking or whatever, who might have been here Uh, They've come maybe illegally. They have their passports um, withheld from them by the people that say they're going to take care of them. And unfortunately, you know, they really are being scammed and they're forced into labor. California, this shocked me, has the most reported cases of human trafficking in the U.S., and that's according to the National Human Trafficking Hotline Statistics. Texas is next, followed by Florida. Ohio, and New York. Now, I could totally see Texas, Florida, and New York. Ohio, that kind of shocked me. But globally, the International Labor Labor Organization reports that forced labor generates over $150 billion in profits annually, with most of the windfall in the Asia-Pacific region and also in developed countries. Now, forced labor in the U.S. is most prevalent 
among, as I said, domestic workers, farm workers, restaurant and food service workers, health and beauty providers. And, um, and even this was, you know, this kind of surprised me too. Even those door-to-door traveling sales crews that are trying to sell magazine subscriptions, though they're not always bundled into government for statistics, but there is involuntary prostitution and involuntary marriage are also included in these, um, these statistics. Now, slavery, as I said, is illegal in every single country. And those pulled into this illicit economy are often not even allowed to come into contact with anyone in the outside world, which means they are so incredibly vulnerable. There are many, many stories about um, someone coming to visit a home and a domestic worker will hand them a note asking for help. And that's how they'll find out that this person is either a, um, a forced laborer or perhaps a sex slave. I mean, it, it really, 400,000, that is a lot of people. So we're going to look at how they uh, crunch the numbers because the, this is a subject that is... It's frightening. It is really, really frightening. And when we're measuring enslavement on a country-to-country basis, uh, we want to know that um, it's being accurate. Now, there have been face-to-face surveys of 71,000 respondents in 48 countries chosen for accessibility, general safety, and geographic representation. And that roster includes Russia, Ukraine, Belarus in Europe, India, Pakistan, Indonesia um, in Asia, Egypt and Nigeria in Africa, Mexico and Brazil in the Americas. And um, the uh, GSI data also selects countries that may provide insight about slavery in specific regions. Now, it is true that victims of, of enslavement are usually vulnerable because they are poor. That is a reality. And the US and other major Western countries are not surveyed via personal interviews and because that can be so costly, but also in using a typical sample size of 2,000 US residents, for example, the statistical likelihood of picking a sample with enslaved people in it is low although that does not mean forced labor doesn't exist from a national perspective. And the research in developed countries often relies on telephone surveys, which has been determined not to be accurate as face-to-face surveys because the sensitivity of the questions and sometimes you have to read the body language of the people. So instead to arrive at an estimate of the total number of enslaved people in the U.S., the government pursues multiple system estimations, a family of techniques that measures statistical inference using overlaps between incomplete data sets. Now, what does this mean? It means the technique is common among human rights groups and other organizations that are working in this field. Now, the U.S. figure is extrapolated from a hemisphere-wide sample and tweaked with U.S.-specific risk factors like poverty rates, employment statistics, and other government-generated data. And the survey approaches to estimate the incidence of trafficking 
in a very legitimate researched method. Um, like legitimate enterprise, the contemporary version of the slave trade has benefited from globalization, which increases transportation, communication, and other connections between at-risk people abroad and individuals and companies in the U.S. that are looking for free labor. And there has been a recent tightening of immigration laws, but what that actually has done, it's bolstered human trafficking. So now you, now you have people who are incredibly vulnerable that have to undertake riskier and riskier ways of obtaining entry into countries like the United States or Western Europe. So um, in the fiscal year 2016, one of the organizations that works on this called CAST recorded a 16% increase in calls to emergency hotlines. But then in 2017, that jumped to 31% increase. Um, and of course, some of that could stem from increased outreach or even recognition of at-risk communities. But the organization serves survivors from, four, from more than 59 sur, um, countries, and they're mostly from developing areas. And again, they are vulnerable because they are poor and they are immigrants. There was a recent report by a Ugandan parliamentary committee, and they stated that in 2017, at least 35 Ugandans killed themselves while they were in the United, Emirate, uh, United Arab Emirates as a result of unpaid wages and abuse. And now what's happening? Employers are looking for the cheapest labor possible. And while continued international pressure on the UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar has managed to improve working conditions of many South Asian and Southeast Asian migrants, recruitment agencies are now moving to Africa. And so those detailed labor statistics are hard to come by in the region, but data from the United Nations Department of economic and social affairs suggests that there are more than 636,000 Sudanese migrants in the Gulf, as well as 300,000 Kenyans. And many of the workers flooding the Persian Gulf states are from Somalia, Ethiopia, Uganda, the countries that have a little capacity to guarantee any fair treatment of their citizens abroad. So this is why they're seeing suicides on the part of migrants who have come to these countries hoping to better themselves, and instead it absolutely um, gets worse. Um, what they have said is that every year more Africans are <clears throat> going to work, for example, in Dubai. Because, um, because they hope that there's going to be more opportunities. And that, again, unfortunately, some of them are not being treated well. A recent report by Human Rights Watch described how Tanzanian domestic workers in Oman were regularly overworked, underpaid, and abused behind closed doors. And anti-trafficking non-governmental organizations in East Africa revealed that young women are being lured into the UAE under false promises of employment or modeling contracts, and then they're forced into prostitution. So um, 
In response, a few countries like Uganda and Ethiopia, they have started issuing bans on their citizens traveling to the Persian Gulf because the Persian Gulf seems to be just a hotbed of of casualties, I guess, uh, because they are just enslaving more and more people, both as sex slaves and as working slaves that do not get paid, do not get housing. They have no way to improve themselves. Um, But what it has done by banning citizens from traveling, it only served to boost the irregular recruitment market where migrants are even more vulnerable. So even if there are embassies in the Gulf, most have a small staff, most of them are untrained in labor matters, and they really can't do anything. So it is very, very scary. So Current methods prioritize migrants willing to pay large sums of money for a chance to work abroad. But the alternative should be a transparent model where migrants are hired based only on their skills. And um, again, the UAE is considering that, but something has to be done to stop the people trafficking, human trafficking is rampant throughout the world. And although it's illegal, it is happening uh, right before our eyes. And probably, many of us probably know people who are trafficked and we haven't, you know, we're not aware of it. So look for the signs and if you're ever passed a note, pass it on to someone who can make a difference for that person's life. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We will be back. We're going to go into the garden where it has been really hot and things are dying. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are. 99 gifts and be the star you are for teens buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. 
Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we are back, and as I'm coming <laughs> during break, my cell phone started blinking. And th- again, see, it's Mercury in re- retrograde. I have no idea what what it's doing. It's <laughs> it's just being really crazy. So I guess it's going to just continue with all my communication devices. So I hope you can hear me. Um, it has been hot, but today it is cold. But we're going to talk about what's happened to the garden because here in California, so many places are dead. Now, Jane Austen had this great um, quote that she wrote. She said, what dreadful hot weather we have. It keeps one in a continual state of inelegance. And that's exactly how I felt last week. Well, in July 1808, when Jane Austen was 33, the Central England Temperature Series, which dates back to 1659, recorded the second hottest month on record with temperatures around the country, around Great Britain, reaching between 97 and 105 degrees. Now, following this oppressive heat wave, there was a thunderstorm that was so violent that hailstones were up to a foot long. Think about that hail, (laughs) huge football shaped hail, and it destroyed structures. It killed people and livestock. As everybody knows, I normally adore hot weather. I mean, in the past, I really was one of those people that liked it hot, hot, hot. And then Labor Day weekend 2022 happened here in California. And wow, throughout the many years that I have resided here in Northern California, I don't ever recall a time when the temperatures reached 109 in the, the area where I live, where it is rarely above 90 on a hottest day. So, but this year it was completely different. Friends that lived in Southern California, they were reporting temperatures of 119, 125. Um, I think Death Valley hit 127. And this excessive heat, you know, strained the power grids because people were attempting to keep cool. So then power is shut off. So then everybody is hot. Well, throughout the United States and the world, we have really been experiencing horrific environmental tragedies. And they seem like every time you turn on the news, there's either another flood, a fire, a drought, a famine, a heat wave, the glaciers are disappearing, and so much more with global warming and climate change accelerating. And just yesterday, last evening, as, um, as cities were putting into place fire 
um, fire advices, uh, fire advice of what to do in an emergency and how to protect your house. We had two earthquakes here in Northern California. Now, they weren't really severe in Santa Rosa where it was located. It was a 4.5. Um, there was some damage, but I don't think anybody was hurt. But we felt it all over California. So, And they were, I don't know, like w- within an hour of each other. Scientists at UCLA and elsewhere are predicting a mega storm in California in the next few decades. And they say that it's going to be unlike anything anyone has ever experienced. In fact, they're actually naming it the other big one as it is going to be as destructive, as deadly, and as costly as any earthquake because it's planned it is to dump over 100 inches of precipitation in a nonstop at, at, um, atmospheric, that's the word I'm looking for, atmospheric river throughout the state. And they're saying that it's going to flood cities, you know, just like what we're seeing in Pakistan going on right now. This is what they're predicting for California. Now, whether they're going to be able to mitigate it in any way, I, I, I don't know. I just I hope that we will be able to. Now, um, today, suffering from extended heat and water scarcity, viewing our parched gardens, it's really hard to imagine that we're going to have some winter superstorm. But we did last October, just out of the blue, you know, we got something like six inches of rain in a couple of hours. And I know we flooded here and it was just pouring off the hills. And because the hills are so parched and so dry and they're not spongy now, they're not able to absorb anything, everything runs off. And then you have mudslides and landslides. And so it is scary. And as a lover of nature and the goddess gardener that I am, I am acutely aware of the crisis that we face. So it's very prudent for us to prepare in as best as we can. Now, what I'm doing in my own landscape is I have been watering twice a week. Now, that's less than what our water district is mandating. They're saying that you can't water more than thrice a week. And in this heat wave, I really needed to do that. Because I do my best to never waste a single drop of H2O. I've got buckets in the showers and sinks. All my sprinklers have been checked. All leaky valves have been repaired. My garden has been mulched with three or four inches of mulch to maintain the moisture. I have trigger nozzles attached to every hose. Um, I never, ever hose the driveway or patio. I sweep it. But despite these earnest efforts... The month has really been challenging to keep landscape alive. And if your lawn is looking brown and crunchy, you are not alone. Mine is as well. And what I suggest is apply enough water to keep the roots alive. And when the rains come this winter, and we pray we get them without that torrential atmospheric rivers that we experienced last season, and with a bit of fertilizer later in the fall, The lawns will bounce back. They're ugly now, so we have to have patience. Um, However, if you are tired of battling growing a beautiful green lawn, as so many people are in a drought, I know my sister just told me she's she is taking out her front lawn. She's done, done, done. 
What you want to do is wherever you are, make sure to contact your specific water district, as most of them have rebates going on right now for replacing turf with sustainable drought-resistant landscaping. And you really can do some very pretty things. Um, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be gravel. Do not cement it over. You know, you don't have to do cactus. You can do a combination of uh, just drought resistant plants and maybe lots of succulents. And a lot of succulents are very colorful and have beautiful blooms if you just pick the correct one. So make sure to check into it and don't rush into it. Now, Proven Winners just asked me to trial two of their newest developments, Estrella Little Star Bouvardia, which, of course, I have to trial it. It's called Estrella Little Star. I love anything that has the name star in it. And then Chiclet Orange Trumpet Bush, which I really like because it's a small, it's a small compact uh, trumpet plant. And I'm always thrilled to test any new cultivar, but because of the heat, I ask them to please do not send me any plant samples for a couple of weeks until the weather is cooler. Well, here we are just a few days after these really big heat waves. And, you know, I'm wearing a sweatshirt today, whereas could only wear a bathing suit, um, basically, that less, <laughs> you just couldn't wear clothes. It was just so, so hot. And especially when power's out and, you know, there's no fans or anything. So um, if you are waiting to transplant any of your plants, my suggestion is to postpone putting anything in the ground until the days are nippier, the nights are still warm, and you know that rain is on the horizon. I currently have four big containers consisting of two avocado trees, a banana tree, and a red rose. They need to be moved into their forever spot. Yet, I dare not attempt to plant them now because last spring I transplanted three avocado trees, which I thought would do well because it was spring and the ground was good. But they perished during the summer heat, even though I was very attentive and watered them. They just they couldn't make it. Trees take three to five years to acclimate to their new environments. And timing the transition is tricky, yet imperative. So. In reality, when you're doing trees or big or bushes or any plant that is a larger specimen, fall is the better time. It gives just more time for that plant to uh, get the root system going and to get it to be a little more aggressive because it has fall. Then it has a cool season with plant probably hopefully rain and moisture during the winter, and then it has the spring before summer hits it. So by planting in spring, a lot of things do well in spring, but I, you know, if you get a hot summer, like we had this year, uh, things that were planted in spring just really didn't make it unless you were uh, giving them water every day, which is just almost impossible when you're in a drought. So, um, oh, my very, my hot news is um, that my first children's book, it's a picture book, No Barnyard Bullies, based on stories from growing up on the farm and adopting and rehoming animals, will be out next week. And I'm so excited about it. It really turned out to be such a charming book. And I will be selling and autographing the first editions at the Pear and Wine Festival that's happening 
as I told you, in Moraga on Saturday, September 24th from 11 to 3 with the proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are, the arts, culture, and literacy charity empowering women, families, and youth. We just celebrated on September 9th, so happy anniversary to all the volunteers and supporters. That was the end of our 24th year, so we're into year 25 now. So that's pretty exciting. And again, we want to say thank you to La Marinda Weekly and MB Jesse Painting for sponsoring our booth. Our teens are, um, are gearing up for next week, and the activities are going to be really, really fun. So in this late summer weather, we may feel inelegant and perhaps a bit dreadful because it has been hot, hot, hot until today. But it could be worse. It could be a flash flood or it could be hailstones as big as a football. So we have to um, stay cool, hydrated, and shaded. So I do have a few um, mid, mid-month tips for you that um, I want to give to you. So autumn is less than a couple weeks away now. So it, this is the time to buy your spring bulbs if you want uh, bulbs that are going to sprout in spring and bloom in spring, you can visit your local nursery because they'll have a selection of bulbs or you can order from catalogs for, for your favorite blooms. Some of the catalogs that I really like are Van Engelen, they're Dutch, Dutch bulbs, they come directly from Holland, or John Sheeper's Beauty Bulbs, there's White Flower Farm, Spring Hill Nursery, Brex Direct come from Holland as well. And there are several other uh, companies, but those are just a few that have that are offering bulbs and you can uh, get them online. And one thing I have to say is why you want to uh, buy your bulbs now is if you're getting tulips, for example, they need to be refrigerated for six weeks. Be just like because uh, in Holland, it would be cold. And so they need to be cooled down, not in the freezer, but in the refrigerator before you plant them. So that means if you get them in the next couple of weeks, you wouldn't be planting till November. So you do need to get them soon. Um, so you have to save energy from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, if you live here in California, it is a law because the heat is was straining the California grid. If you have a lot of containers on a balcony or patio or porch or whatever windowsill, uh, make sure to check the soil every day. You can test it by putting a pencil or a stick into it a few inches. If that stick or pencil comes out dry, it's time to water. If it's moist, you can skip it because that means there's plenty of water. But just remember that containers dry out quickly, um, especially when it's hot out because um, the water, when you water it, can drain out. And the best way to water is if you can do it outside, is to water until the water comes out the bottom so you know that everything is getting watered. If water is spilling over the top, it's time to take a, uh, a metal stick or a wooden stick somehow and make holes in the soil because what means is the soil might be so compacted that nothing is soaking in and you want it to soak in. Now, uh, climate emergencies are on the rise. So we need to heed a few of these warnings. If you live in an area that, uh, that has alerts, make sure to sign up for them on your smartphone. 
and they're usually called a community warning system. So check with your county to see if they have it. And then include emergency notification numbers that you would find. Put it in your contacts. And um, it's that's really important because I get these all the time. You know, it's like when... Um, when the heat was just really crazy, it was like my phone was going off because it was telling us, telling you to stay hydrated, get in the shade, get out of the sun. And um, if you ha- if you're in an area that's divided into evacuation zones, please learn what your zone is. Again, you can find this out at your county. And you should write down the information and don't forget where it is that you put it because that's really important. Again, if you are going to replace your lawn or even in uh, do a, um, a landscape that is going to be very drought resistant, contact your water district to see about any rebates or how they might be able to help you. If you have established large trees, you really need to deep soak them. I saw how my trees really were suffering. The leaves were just like, you know, drooping down. And those are signs of distress. So deep soaking prevents the roots from rising to the soil surface and can keep your tree alive. And you can buy those uh, deep soaking wands just at the hardware store. And they're not very expensive. And you just put them in and you push them down as far as you possibly can. Again, do not plant any new plants during a heat wave. And just wait until mid-fall or whenever those days become cooler the soil is still warm, and hopefully there'll be some water in the form of light rain on its way. And on hot days, make sure to stay hydrated and make sure that your animals have plenty of water as well because we don't want any catastrophes with water. And if you need more tips, you can find a lot of tips in any of the articles I've written at CynthiaBryan.com if you click on Garden. And just another message um, while you're at CynthiaBryan.com, one of the things that we're doing, the publisher has done with this new book, is we have NFTs. And I'm not sure if they're exactly ready right now, but they will be within the next week or two, where you're going to be able to buy original um, illustrations and NFTs that you can sell or do whatever you want in your metaverse with them. And um, it's also going to come with a lot of different perks of hangouts and webinars and, you know, Zoom calls and probably wine tastings and a lot of things. So you can find that out at starstylecommunity.com. We want you to Join the community, the star style community, and we will, we're going to have some fun with this. I'm looking forward to it. I don't understand it, but the team that I'm working with, they are experts. So I'm going to depend on them and, and it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be a good wild ride. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is star style. Be the star you are. We will be back after a business bite. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Have you ever wanted to do an informational interview? 
Do you know what some tips for a good informational interview would be? First, you want to do your homework. Research the person you're going to be meeting to see if you have anything in common. And then keep that info in your back pocket to use as an icebreaker. Look at the company's job listings for a job that interests you. And also look at social media feeds to get an idea of the company culture and their values. Be clear with your intentions. Informational interviews are generally informal conversations about an industry or a job that interests you. It is not an interview. It is a chance for you to get insider tips and knowledge. So make clear goals and let the person you are speaking with know what your objectives are. Is there a specific company you want to work for or is there a job opening you're curious about? This is how you would shape the conversation. Write down your questions before you go in. And that this should be a very open-ended conversation. You don't need a structured agenda, although you may want to be prepared. And if you jot your questions down to keep you on track, you won't be afraid to, uh, to ask them. And then you can ask follow-up questions later. After the informational interview, always send a thank you note. A short email thanking someone for their time goes a long way. A handwritten note is even better. So expressing gratitude is always the way that's going to set you up for long-term success. And finally, follow up. If your interviewer suggests someone in the industry to speak with, Get that person's info and follow up. If your resume is forwarded to someone in the company, ask if you may have the person's name and then you can stay in touch. Your goal is to keep that momentum going and to build a relationship. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be the Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be the Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star you are. Org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, we're back, and I suppose household maintenance doesn't really make you think of a party, does it? But it's so important. It is so critical that you um, take care of your house. 
Because if you don't, it's going to fall apart. And even if you're renting, you know, have pride in what you're, you know, in what you're doing. It's, it is an important thing. And I, I know that most people, they start feeling guilty because they're putting off this routine maintenance. And probably half of all of us do that. But now like winter's coming, if you have clogged gutters, you could have water damage because it could go behind the gutters and go into your, in, into your woodwork or into your siding. If you have chip paint, it le- can lead to wood rot. If you have dirty filters, it can shorten the lifespan of your, sur- of your furnace. And so even though they might be small problems, if you fix them now, it's going to be much better because you don't want something complicated down the line. Um, And if you own your own home, if you keep on top of everything, it's going to really keep the value of your home at an all-time high. So one thing, we'll start with um, the doorbell. My, uh, my My audio engineer was talking about ring doorbells and we do need to see that the doorbell works. And if not, you want to replace it because a lot of times in homes, the doorbell is broken. It's a small little detail, but if you were going to sell your house, that is something that is good to know. Do you have any dead outlets? You want to get the power back to them. Some outlets in your home, you know, the wire might have come loose. Um, It's important to call a professional electrician to get these fixed, but it's also probably a good time to check if you have a GFI, which is a ground fault circuit interrupter, Um, because especially for anything outside that is near water, I will say they drive me crazy because you spray water around the house and it gets into the GFI and then the power goes out and then you got to go reset it. But I suppose that's better than getting electrocuted. You should change the direction of any rotating ceiling fans twice a year, and that's going to increase the energy efficiency, and it puts less strain on your heating and cooling systems. If you run a fan properly in the winter, it can probably save you about 10% on your heating bill. And then when you change the direction of the fan, you can change the way the air moves, and it'll, it will more efficiently heat or cool a room. So uh, if you want your ceiling fan to rotate counterclockwise in the summer, uh, that'll push the cool air down. On most fans, you can change the rotation using the directional switch that's on the motor. And that's typically, typically by turning the switch down. And then to get the clockwise rotation in winter, you just reverse the switch. Now, you need to also clean out exhaust fans, and that is to prevent any mold. So fans in your home, they, they are actually cleaning out all the sm- smells and moisture, but they can only do their job efficiently if they are at least clean. So remove and clean your bathroom and kitchen exhaust fans. It'll keep the hardware running smoothly. It'll keep the moisture out of your home. Now, what about re-grouting or re-caulking your tub, your showers, your bathroom fixtures? I know our shower right now, it needs to be re-caulked. And I'm trying to get my husband to do it because he is he is he has a better hand at it. Because um, if I do it, I know he's not going to be happy with how 
how clean my line will be. And it's not a hard job to do. But if you have grout or caulk as a filler between your tiles or your marble or whatever in your bathroom, it's going to uh, wear and tear over time. And so if you notice any crumbling mill, you know, peeling mildew, then you have to touch it up. If your grout is moldy, um, it looks like you're not taking care of your home. So you really have to, you have to get out the bleach and really clean it out. But then to replace it completely, you might want to call somebody in to replace your grout or with the caulk, even though it says caulk lasts for 20 years, you know, it really doesn't. So probably re-caulking every five years or so. It is simple. You can get a tube of caulk. Um, I, have a, I have a caulk gun. And then there, you can look online. There are, you know, do-it-yourself caulking guides. But it's, it's really pretty easy. Double check your downspouts. Take a look around the parameter of your home to see if, uh, if your downspouts are clogged or if they become detached. Uh, you'd want to direct water away from your home. Not You don't want it to go under your foundation. And it's a minor fix, but it can save you a lot of money down the line. Water is a terrible damage. I mean, water does really, really bad things. And I know firsthand because we had a flood a few years ago from a toilet that um, that leaked while we were on vacation. And it literally destroyed destroyed our entire upstairs and most of our downstairs and all the walls had to be pulled out. It was really terrible. And it's hard to live in a house with no walls. So um, you, you really do have to take care of it. And if you have a, a stain on your wall, a water stain, you know, you can't just paint over it. You really have to make sure that the water damage is gone and that you don't have any mold or uh, mildew in there. And then you'll want to, when you do go to paint, you want to paint with a stain blocking primer. Uh, you have to clean your drains too. Um, you should flush out your hot water heater and, um, you know, look at your gutters, as I said. If you have a sump pump, test it. I have a couple of sump pumps, and um, <laughs> uh, some of them are working and some aren't, but they're pretty hard to take out. I'm going to have to hire somebody to help me. Have your heating and air conditioning systems checked at least annually by a professional. You change the filters yourself as often as your, your service person recommends. And your water, if you have a water filtration system, I don't, but you're going to need a qualified uh, professional to replace the filters and softeners on a regular basis. And I do know people who have it. With carpets, it's really good to have your area rugs and your wall-to-wall carpeting professionally uh, deep cleaned every 12 to 18 months. And when it comes to fireplaces, I because I love a fire in the winter, uh, a chimney sweep, you know, hired every year is a really good idea. Also check your garage door springs. There's nothing worse than trying to open your garage and all of a sudden the springs break. And every two or three years, clean your deck with a power washer if you have it and seal up any deck boards. So um, 
I just want to, before we end, just do a real quick overview of peer-to-peer payments, P2P, where you transfer money to someone from your bank account, debit or credit, you know, using Zelle or Cash Apps or whatever. But protect yourself because since more most P2P apps don't allow you to cancel a transaction, you have to treat the payments like cash and only send funds to those people you know and trust. And take your time. If somebody's pushing you to act quickly with the P2P payment, it could be a red flag. And enable your settings within your P2P applications like multi-factor authorization or or two-factor authentication. Um, If you have a financial institution you're working with, set up the fraud alerts because those can automatically notify you of activity and always contact your financial institution immediately if you suspect something is wrong. And finally, be aware of phishing. Those fraudsters might try to access your account by posing as your financial institution or a P2P company. So if someone calls you unexpectedly and claims to be from your bank, just hang up and then call your bank at the number you usually would. And of course, passwords. Use different passwords for every P2P app and other sites and don't share your passwords with others and probably use a password manager tool if you can. I know I have, I don't know, I probably have 600 passwords and so it's very hard to keep track of them. Well, that is our show for today. I thank you for being with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope you are tuned in every Wednesday, 4 to 5, or wherever you listen to your radio shows and podcasts. You will find Star Style, Be the Star You Are there. So look for us. For more information about Be the Star You Are charity, visit bethestarur.org. For more information about Star Style, the NFTs, my books, me, just visit cynthiabryan.com. You'll find a wealth of information, probably more than you need. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And if you want to pre-order one of my newest books that will be here this next week, and you'll get extra goodies and discounts, you can go to the Star Style store, just and the money's going to go to charity. So pick up a book now, and then we, you will be the first to get these books. And that's no barnyard uh, bullies. Go to CynthiaBryan.com. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. And we'll be together next week. Thank you for joining me. Ciao for now. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.